The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Oh, it's always great to chat to Rolene. Well, after a weekend, it seems if we're just going to continue from uh, Thursday as, as to what's been transpiring in that part of the world. Joining us now from Israel, Rolene Marks, our correspondent. Rolene, I hope you had a great weekend. And, of course, great to always have you on board. Always a pleasure. Indeed, Rolene. So, you. Yeah, thanks, Rolene. Thanks. Uh, Rolene, let's look at this... Uh, Let's start rather with this terror attack near Huwara yesterday. Uh, what exactly transpired there and what's the response? What, what, what's the latest on that issue? Well, Huwara, as many of you will remember, was the site of the terror attack just a couple of weeks ago where Hillel and Yigal Yaniv were murdered and there were the uh, 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 revenge attacks mm-hmm. by a group of settlers who set fire to buildings. And, of course, we've heard the very, very controversial comments coming from people like Betzalel Smotrich, Speaker Fogel, we know that there are police and attorney general investigations into the comments that they made. But yesterday, a family traveling through Huwara, Jewish family, came under attack when a terrorist opened fire on their car. The father, his name is David Stern, a former U.S. Marine, also drew his weapon, managed to to shoot back. Uh, unfortunately, he was hit in the head. However, we have heard from the hospital earlier today, he has regained consciousness and he is believed to have moved from serious into moderate condition. There was a soldier also on duty nearby who managed to fire off a shot and wound the terrorist who was arrested. Uh, So that has been the response and the IDF have closed off Huwara uh, to to maintain some kind of peace, some kind of control over the situation. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the protests now. Yeah, well, the judicial issues that are going on at the moment. Protests, judicial overall, the latest going on with Ben Gavir versus the Attorney General and uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu versus uh, President Herzog. I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> over to you. Well, for the 11th straight week, there have been protests across the country, including a massive one here in Modi Inn on Saturday night. And these protests are growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, again, I want to reiterate that this is not a left versus right um, issue. In fact, we are starting to see fissures in the Likud, which is the ruling party. This is the, um, uh, the, the biggest party, in fact, coming in now. I have news that uh, Likud MK's uh, David Bitan and Avi Dichter, who is the former head of Mossad, have expressed their reservations about the current plan, the current proposal to change the selection of Supreme Court justices. This was put forward by the coalition. Earlier today, we had Prime Minister Netanyahu warning his coalition that our defense minister, Yoav Galant, has threatened to resign over the proposed overhauls because of the effect that it is having on Israel's military, the uh, the IDF, the Israeli Air Forces, the Navy, stand to be the the most vulnerable should these proposed overhauls go through. And we've seen them respond 
by a, many reservists refusing to show up for duty. This has been the case of at least 440 reservists who failed to show up for their duty yesterday, which of course um, makes Israel's security significantly vulnerable. We've also heard from Yuli Edelstein, the former Speaker of the Knesset, Elikud Stalwart, also expressing his concern and uh, reports in Hebrew media earlier today that there have been or there has been blamed leveled at President Herzog by Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, who said that Herzog's People's Options proposal was ill-timed and could lead to civil war. So Netanyahu trying to claim the narrative uh, and claim the warnings from President Herzog, who has expressed his worry that there could be a a potential civil war here in Israel. And and let me tell you something, having been the recipient of uh, some really, really repugnant comments Mm -hmm. uh, from various quarters just for writing on observations about who is attending these protests, the tensions here really are at uh, at a high, and and many are concerned that it it could... uh, come to a very, very tragic tipping point. Uh, Roline, at the moment, um, how does it look on the streets uh, uh, right now with protests or um, presence or presence, we'll call it what you may, in the streets? Uh, are we looking at uh, quite, quite a significant amount of people still uh, perturbed? Well, being, well, they are perturbed, but rather they're, you know, like uh, showing their presence towards uh, in an ongoing effort well, effort or rather should I say a, a cause for this uh, situation absolutely the the protests are, are growing bigger and bigger and more varied and more varied across the country last week we had the protests in Givat um, Shmuel uh, and also in Gushetio now these are to use a pejorative referred to as settler areas in Judea and Samaria typically not what people would consider you know leftist which is one of the accusations and you know Michael how much I hate these pejoratives, you know, right. that must be the left, that must be the right, mm-hmm. because I don't think any issue is, you know, that simple. I think, you know, when we look at these issues here, and certainly the conflict, it's a lot more uh, complex than just uh, using a pejorative. But, sure. you know, we are seeing people, and we are hearing accusations from many of the Likud supporter base, say, you know, the, uh, the uh, overhauls were not made a high agenda item and were actually, uh, for the most part, hidden, uh, and that they were unaware of just how serious this issue is. So we're definitely seeing that kind of rhetoric. Earlier today, we had 1,600 new immigrants. These are new Olim who have arrived probably within the last year or so, saying that they are writing an open letter calling on the government to halt its judicial overhaul. They've said, uh, we are devoted Israeli citizens by choice who made an active choice to leave everything that was familiar to us in our countries of origin and weld our destinies to the destiny of this country. The Zionist vision that inspired us 
and all the ulim who came before us has been hijacked by extremists who threatened the very fabric of this country as a Jewish and democratic state. The judicial overhaul being rammed through the Knesset will destroy Israel's democracy. Well, we certainly hope uh, somehow everything will be resolved uh, soon, uh, Rolene. I mean, we've been talking about this for how many weeks? And, okay, I guess it's not going to be overnight uh, as they endeavor to try and settle the issues that they are contending with at the moment. As we usually do, in, in contrast, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up with a, shall we put it this way, a feel-good story. Tell us about Oashka and the Happiness Index. What is this all about? Okay, well, Or is not a, a happy story. Or is the uh, the young man just 32 years old right, who was sorry. shot a couple of weeks ago in, in Tel Aviv. He right. has succumbed to his wounds. I know many of you were praying for his recovery. Uh, his parents uh, have notified the, the media that they will be donating his organs. But now we can move to our happy story, Certainly. and that is uh, <laughs> the United Nations Happiness Index monitors right. have uh, indicated that Israel is the fourth happiest country in the world, okay. which proves that even through war, through terror, through overhauls, through pandemics, we are still a pretty happy bunch when you see the situation that we live with, with this dichotomy. Israelis right. tend to be quite defiantly happy. So we've moved up from number nine to number four. We are beaten by Finland. I can attest to why Finland is the happiest country for the sixth year in a row. Uh, it is a magnificent country, followed by Denmark, Great Danes, also happy people. But hey, I'm confused, Michael. Iceland? I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. But yeah, okay. Iceland coming in at number three and Israel coming in at number four. And if you're curious <laughs> to know where South Africa features, South Africa is at number 73. No surprise there. Okay, but at least that, that's great news for Israel considering what's transpiring there. No, no surprise for us uh, going on considering what's happening here at the moment. Uh, Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Always a pleasure chatting you. Thank you so much for joining us.